think that both from a commercial point of view of the cinema industry film industry and the consumer behavior uh, theatrical is here to stay we just have to go through this very challenging trying period when we are locked down because there is no cash flow <laughs> Thank you so much Mr Bichli for joining today for all of us in this country the multiplex experience on what it means you know the joy of experiencing and also for someone like me like going to priya in delhi and then pvr first time we all experienced uh, it boss through pvr and we all have uh, heard of you read of you uh, followed you and 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 it's a privilege to be talking to you because early 19s you brought this experience to the country you're an entrepreneur who's built uh, the experience which millions of us cherish but today we are talking unfortunately today we are talking to you in not one of the best of times for uh, cinema industry uh, but uh, a great honor speaking to you and 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 thank you for joining and having this conversation for the lockdown happened people had stopped going to cinema halls what is it meaning right now how are you seeing uh, the space as of now first of all uh, thank you very much for all the generous uh, you know such a generous introduction to me and pvr the brand and and thank, you, <laughs> and thank you for patronizing the cinema uh, of course you know this is totally shatta unprecedented i mean these words have become very common in everybody's language now extraordinary unprecedented never before so i think nobody has ever experienced anything like this and uh, even we were uh, taken aback i have always believed in core competence doing one thing and doing it very very well uh, not just in business i'm always fascinated by people like whether it's uh, michael jordan whether it's uh, sachin tendulkar yeah. or uh, an author or an actor or anybody who's done who's exceeded in doing one thing and excelled so that's how i always believed in the theory of core competence but never really realized that uh, if you only do one thing <laughs> only and you don't have a diversified portfolio suddenly if that one thing gets impacted like this the way it has got you know all the uh, you know uh, nine pins come falling down straight away uh, or rather 10 pins comes uh, falling down straight away so it's a it's a very challenging uh, time uh, but i uh, as i said uh, i draw solace from the fact that uh, luckily fortunately uh, my family is fine my uh, you know all the near and dear ones my friends everybody is fine so that's the most important thing my heart goes out of course for people who are losing their lives uh, families who lost their loved ones but as far as my so my view is slightly more uh, broader and not that myopic only about my own business but in our own business there's no doubt about the fact that we are a confined space and we were the first ones to have been asked to close down and probably will be the last ones along with maybe restaurants and food courts Uh, in the malls that will be asked to open having said that um, uh, i do believe that uh, uh, in the indian indian uh, movie goa a lot so two engines which has uh, kept this business alive for the longest time uh, one is the film industry uh, and international and indian indian of course represents about 90% of box office so 1500 films roughly go through the system so the indian film industry is relentless in creating content we are also very happy that they they happy to still create content for the big screen they do believe in theatrical on the other hand in the indian consumer who 1.45 billion tickets get sold annually 
so i think this is an aberration there is going to be trepidation there is going to be circumspection but i do believe that once the uh, curve is flattened uh, vaccine has come we take a lot of measures at the cinema to uh, build uh, you know customer confidence customer trust uh, they you know they feel secure and safe uh, and we play brand new movies i think people will come back uh, and they'll bounce back so i'm uh, we just have to go through this very challenging trying period when we are locked down where we have to manage our cash flows very well because there is no cash flow <laughs> so there wouldn't be any cash coming right for the last two months at least yeah i mean march uh, 11th or something we uh, we shut down in a staggered manner because certain states uh, took the call first and then followed by all the other states so the the absolutely revenues are zero <laughs> so as a businessman you can forecast for volatility or you can allow for volatility that maybe this quarter the movies will not be good and therefore you will have some dip in your uh, footfalls and business but you never ever no businessman ever that i know of doesn't matter which industry uh, allows for forecast for zero revenues <laughs> yeah. that is what it is it's challenging times no doubt <laughs> yeah. in the covid and post covid world how do you see the growth of this market and especially i want to come to the question of otts right uh, today yeah. uh, they are becoming a significant part of a lot of your audience the yeah. multiplex audience right yeah. so this growth ott growth how do you make sense of it Well, if you hadn't asked me the question of OTT, I would have brought it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, um, uh, one leg of our business I've already explained is in the film industry. You know, yeah. the content side, and the other side is the construction side, uh, which is the real estate side. So most of the cinemas, ninety percent of the cinemas, are in shopping centers and malls. So I think construction activity is going to get impacted. Uh, we were actually we had the highest screen opening last year. we already opened 87 and 13 screens were ready and we would have crossed the 100 mark uh, by march 31st this year we were very determined that was an internal goal to do that uh, so those screens will open as soon as we open and we still have about 80 odd screens under fit out where 60 to 70% of the work is still uh, finished so similarly other those will open again in the next maybe 11 12 months then there are other players inox cinepolis various other would be at some stage of construction so i think people who are already under fit out they will probably finish their work if they've already finished so about maybe another 150 to 200 screens will get added this year when i say this year means 2021 march uh, but after that it all depends on how quickly uh, the economy bounces back yeah the real estate developers have to build their malls you can't even be in a in a mall which is say 500000 square feet or 1 million square feet only on the top floor and the rest of the mall being a ghost town so you don't even want that to happen so the real estate industry has to pick up the retail industry has to pick up because the retail industry also has to have the uh, uh, you know the fire in the belly and actually some fuel power uh, to to grow their outlets uh, so you know whether it is uh, food outlets or it is supermarkets or is hypermarkets or retail department stores everybody has to have uh, the appetite to grow i i suspect that uh, uh, the kind of growth that we were achieving is going to get impacted for sure uh, so we'll not be able to reach the number that you're talking about but it will be a short term phenomena because even the real estate developers you have dlf you have phoenix you have obor reality you have prestige uh, you know you have lots of developers who are there 
uh, who who have the firepower to start building the malls again and they will uh, they will not abandon their projects like that but they will be slow uh, uh, slow growth rate as far as um, uh, ott is concerned ott has been around for a long time and uh, when as uh, ott is another form of uh, in home entertainment so in home entertainment has taken lots of forms right uh, from the inception of cinemas you know first tvs came and people thought people won't go to the cinemas then you know vhs came beta came uh, dvds came streaming services have now started so it, it's not a new phenomena broadcasters had so many channels so a lot of things have happened in the inside home uh, situation uh, 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 but this is of course uh, the consumption of ott platforms has exponentially grown obviously yeah. you look at the subscriber base of uh, uh, you know uh, netflix and amazon prime and hotstar they've all gone up exponentially disney has come in hbo has come in so all this has increased exponentially because uh, there is no choice people can't go out and therefore they have to consume content inside but i believe that uh, we are all designed and created uh, to go out uh, just now in this 7 8 uh, week period also people are very restless and our bulk of our audience is really the youngsters and youngsters and 70% of our audiences in india are about 12 to 34 is the bulk of the consumer they say they are resilient they want to get out they want don't want to be staying at home obviously once the lockdown measures get relaxed the government feels a you know a curb has got flattened even after that when the vaccination or vaccine comes okay i think when people feel that there is something to protect them medically i think they'll bounce back Uh, so one is one is i have a belief in the indian consumer a lot that they would love to see their movies on the on the big screen and uh, out of home entertainment uh, cinemas is still a very small ticket item a lot of other discretionary spends get impacted uh, during recessionary times you know you've got uh, airlines ticketing holidays buying cars buying uh, luxury goods or even premium goods all those things people defer but they they do not defer a 200 rupee Uh, entertainment option so the average ticket price of pvr itself is 200 rupees you, if you take across the entire 850 odd screens but if you look at the india uh, uh, average of 9000 screens it's not even uh, 100 it is sub 100 it is 75 yeah. 80 so i think people say for 3 hours i can have that escapism so all during recessionary times after 1930 depression the spanish flu uh, so many world war 1 world war 2 all the time one thing which has always got picked up has been uh, uh, cinema business so i do believe that uh, long form storytelling which is your tv series uh, which are happening whether it is money heist or whether it is uh, sacred games or various other you know tv program which are coming i think netflix is of the world and ott platform the world will do a good job have been doing a great job and will continue to do a good job short form storytelling which is getting a quick movie experience yes. on the big screen so when your suryavanshi comes tomorrow 83 comes tomorrow wonder woman is coming or a top gun is coming this year and uh, james bond is coming this year uh, and tenet is coming uh, you know uh, christopher nolan has announced that regardless of all the that is happening in the world he will release on july 17th tenet which is a big movie so people will get out uh, so that's the consumer side on the uh, film industry side 60% of the revenues in fact it's more around 74% of the revenues of a film still come from theatrical mm-hmm. uh, so last 2 to 3 years have proved that a movie doesn't have to be a blockbuster movie it doesn't have to be a movie which is a very high budget film 
which has got a Salman or an Amir or a Akshay or a Shritik, uh, it can be even a movie like uh, a smaller film like, uh, uh, you know, Ayushman Khurana's films that came, Rajkumar Rao's movies that came. You know, Razi was a small film. Uh, uh, you know, Andhadun was a small, small when I say budget wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and production values. But the kind of business that they did was a lot. So I think even the film industry cannot leave all that on the table. Uh, and the monetization uh, uh, life cycle of a film is much better if you go through the normal windows, mm -hmm. which is you release it theatrically first, mm -hmm. then you release it on OTT, and then you release it on the broadcasters. Mm -hmm. So I think you have three, way, three to four opportunities to monetize the content that you get created. And the harbinger, the bellwether of, of deciding the movie, that how good a movie is critically and commercially is always theatrical. Yeah. So once the consumer gives the verdict that theatrically, I love the movie, it did well, plus it got some acclaim. Then actually people's appetite to watch movies. So for example, if I'm surfing through Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything, if I know, like for example, I didn't see Kabir Singh. I, mm -hmm. I missed it when it came on the theater. I missed uh, Badla. I missed a couple of very nice movies. Uh, which, which were critically acclaimed as well as they got uh, great box office results as well. So straight away, my mind went to Kabir Singh. Oh yeah, I got to watch that movie. It did very well. So I think that's how an average consumer is as well. If he knows theatrically the movie did well, it knows it's a high quality content and they will watch it uh, even on OTT. So I think that both from a commercial point of view of the cinema industry, film industry and the consumer behavior, I believe that uh, theatrical is here to stay. Because I saw this press release from Multiplex Association of India urging the producers that don't release your movies on OTT. Don't you think that the, you know, the balance of power will shift than what it was and what it has been till now? I think uh, 10 weeks of a lockdown or whatever the number eventually is going to be, I don't think can change the innate uh, human nature of mm. going out mm. at all. As I said, all of us are so restless. Uh, uh, to, to step out. Mm. So I think the consumer has been, obviously he doesn't have a choice. He, he is indoors. He's under a very strict lockdown. He has no choice but to entertain himself on the OTT platform. So this is a very, very good period for the OTT platforms. But I do believe that the consumer is not going to be incarcerated at home uh, and not go out at all. I mm. mean, you know, it, it, is, it is against, it's contrarian to human nature. That's what I'm banking on. And it has happened earlier also. And I'm very confident. I'm also confident because a lot of surveys have been done in China. A lot of surveys have been done in UK and other countries where they have actually asked the consumers that when the cinemas open, would they like to come out? So if certain safety, security, uh, sanitization, cleanliness, hygiene factors, some social distancing issues are taken care of and the movies are brand new, at least 75 to 80% of the people who were interviewed said that we would love to go back and watch movies. So I think I, I uh, uh, so I don't think there is any balance of, uh, uh, you know, power shifting anywhere. Uh, we are closed. Uh, so what power do I have when I'm closed? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think uh, I... No, but let's say, the, again, you said it's 10 weeks, but you have the power. You control the <laughs> revenue which goes to the... And, and, and so to be honest with you, that MAI appeal, Multiplex Association and Single Screen Cinemas, was an appeal. It's a request. It is not uh, like a diktat. All we are saying is that, uh, that uh, the only... If you want the, everything to... If you want to be long-term in your thinking, 
if you want the industry to hit the road running uh, surveys are saying please uh, have brand new movies when the cinemas do open up yeah show old content uh, china opened about uh, uh, april in april and they showed old content and they had to close down uh, south korea is showing new content it's got a robust local industry wherever new content is being showed the entire uh, us industry of 40000 screens is now gearing up for christopher nolan's tenet because that's a brand new movie so we were just uh, you know and there are too many people in india you see it's very fragmented yeah, uh, 9000 uh, sorry 1500 films or let's say 1000 films that they come there are about you know 15000 filmmakers okay so in uh, why we had to come up with an appeal is it's individually not possible for exhibitors to talk to every single producer because you have south uh, tamil telugu malayalam uh, kannada punjabi marathi bengali i mean it's a myriad uh, producers you know whereas in america you don't have to come up with an appeal like that because there are only five studios you pick up the phone and talk to five or six studio heads and you put your message across so the reason why we felt it will be more effective to just tell everybody that uh, uh, a for commercial reasons what i said earlier that even a smaller movie smaller when i say budget wise uh, the revenue streams of that smaller movie are much better monetized if they if it goes through the normal cycle of theatrical ott and broadcasting tv airlines all that sort of stuff a for that reason and second it's in everybody's interest that suddenly this theatrical business gets kick started uh, if uh, yeah. if new movies come so i think that's the only reason why we appealed uh, because we were hearing talks about movies going into the ott platform smaller films and uh, so we saw rather than having individual discussions with i don't know how many people why don't we just come out with an appeal but no nothing so far has gone to ott while you look at growing your business and having and having a fundamentally strong business again coming back don't you look at different kinds of diversifications you because you are so well placed you're like so well placed did you think about it are you thinking about it are we going to see more things from you uh as i said uh, uh, you know any entrepreneur always has a choice either to diversify or to stick to one thing so i was always fascinated by doing one thing and doing it very well so whether it's starbucks whether it's mcdonalds so many companies around me Uh, which i was fascinated by bharti airtel i thought let's do one thing and do it very well uh, there obviously there are temptations you can go on the content side we did try to go on the asking <laughs> we did try to go on the content side uh, which was uh, when we did tarism par jaane to jaane na we did get into bowling centers food courts we still operate food courts so there were some diversification uh, you know ideas that we had but then we also realized that it is coming at the cost of our growth of our core business Mm-hmm. because whatever capital is available that should be uh, in, you know deployed in your core business because the core business itself had a lot of potential in india india only had 2000 3000 new built multiplex screens and if you look at china has got about 70000 screens us has got 40000 screens so we felt that there is a lot of upside in the brand growing in smaller towns medium towns urban center semi urban so therefore we focused all our energies in just growing this business after this episode you never know but currently my thought is not to diversify currently is to first make sure the ship gets steadied you know so these are challenging times first i have to make sure that whatever i've got uh, is is something that should stay afloat um, and you asked me about our financial management we did a qip of 500 crores in december and in fact we were paring our debt down uh, yeah. 
and we did only 250 we paid down 250 was still lying so we've got reserves to take care of our uh, this uh, lockdown period uh, for you know a couple of months more or whatever then after that we can do some more financial planning uh, because of various reasons one reason the brand is strong uh, we've got uh, we've always been good with our uh, bankers with our investors uh, with everybody we've got two very important anchor investors renuka ramnath uh, uh, wabak pinkus uh, they both own about 30% of the company 12.5% of the company uh, we've got even the retail investors are very solid not not too many people even in, the, in this downside have sold uh, stock we keep watching it even though my stock has of course come down uh, and uh, we got a very strong management team we got very good relationships with uh, our developers and uh, we believe that uh, you know given all these things we should be able to uh, you know uh, basically sail through and then we can look at something first is to just take care of what we've got you know as i said i've got some cinemas under fit out as well i need to deliver all that and then we can look at what the long term uh, plan this will make everybody look at long term plans this will yeah, yeah, yeah. make everybody look question at their business models so we will question it we will introspect we will brainstorm but what those answers are going to be i don't know just now how have you done this how have you how strategically have you implemented it and not got it wrong and done a good job no no that thank is- you that that's uh, that's really really kind of you uh, but really uh, as i said uh, uh, you know I, i don't know how to answer this just to say that uh, i still believe that core competence is important if you do one thing uh, i think it makes you more uh, your vision becomes more sharper Uh, and have a very no compromise whatsoever in the quality of the team we've got very high quality team uh, decisions have been taken for the right reasons uh, there's never been any madness about screen count screen count has already happened on on its own but we've always been into unit level economics mm. that where do we build whether it's a sangam in delhi or whether it is a you know forum kora mangla in bangalore or whether it's a vr mall chennai wherever we build bombay phoenix mills juhu that are there enough people around that catchment to to basically take care of the uh, viability of the project they've been doing so we've been very careful about our uh, location strategy cost strategy and building these units in such a way that every unit is profitable if the unit is not profitable you can fall like a house of cards so i think uh, that's been one of the things in retrospect you know um, these days you can't say 2020 <laughs> i'm saying in retrospect maybe that has worked what has worked is a good set of investors uh, you know i've been very fortunate to get incredibly amazing guidance uh, from people like renuka now warburg i've been very fortunate to have entrepreneurs uh, uh, like sunil mittal and who been um, almost like you know mentors to me i've always gone up to them uh, to take their advice Uh, i've been fortunate to have a very strong management team so quality of people has been very important most of my top guys uh, key uh, people are all cxos are um, you know with me 10 years 15 years now and they've understood so i so once you once you go deep into something uh, i think you uh, hopefully you know you you'll, you'll be okay you know you felt something when you entered a pvr hall too uh, did yeah. you consciously work on it Yeah, you know, it, it it just fell on. You know, I mean, it didn't start off like with a very clear strategy. But as I moved along and gained some insights and knowledge into how Apple is built, or how Starbucks is built, how Tata's have handled handled their business, how Airtel has handled their business, so many inspirations were all around me. Then I felt that no, the the, the brand has to be consistent, and the brand has to stand for something. 
and uh, so that made us very very conscious about the fact that whether you are in raut kela or whether you are in nanded or ujjain or delhi or bombay or bangalore or chennai or hyder we're in about uh, um, 78 odd cities now yeah. so everywhere we we service about 107 110 million people so we we, we wanted to make sure that people have it's an indian brand i mean it had a joint venture long ago but i was always fascinated by the consistency of the international brands how they gave in consumer interfacing businesses so i felt that that is something we should do so we invested in stand operating procedures we had to tweak the brand because india is not a one size fits all brand so we we when we go to smaller towns we want to make sure that is pvr then we wanted one more audience which is which had home theaters we want so we created directors cut lux Uh, mm-hmm. then we wanted also to have very large formats so in dwarka and noida where there was not many too many cinemas at that time we we came out with superplexes 15 screen complexes 12 screen complexes so i think as we uh, went to different catchments and tried different formats organically uh, the perf- uh, the uh, the prefix uh, was pvr but the suffixes kept getting created Yeah. that let's let's have pvr icon pvr ecx pvr superplex pvr directors cut so like that it just organically happened i was fascinated by some hotel companies as well like hyatt where you know you have your hyatt regency grand hyatt you have uh, you know andaz now and you have park hyatt uh, so like that so i said why if there can be done in hospitality industry it can be done in cinema industry as well if you have to say that in the coming years some of the shifts some of the opportunities that you see yeah what would those be you look we've got 110 odd million people uh, who come to our cinemas and uh, and we have 20 million customers who are loyal to us the privileged card members and who are booking online and all that i mean they're all movie buffs and they all have a certain profile i think there is a business out there that can be done as i said just now we are trying to just steady our own ship but uh, we before this happened we were thinking that there is another business that can happen Uh, along the consumer base that we have got but whatever we'll do it will have adjacency to the core business that we are doing so that that is something that can be done um but uh, and a, a content has always been very close to us but the trouble uh, that i find is there's a lot of volatility uh, mm-hmm. in the content business so our past experience has not been very good um but now again content has come back with a bang uh, so so let's see uh, how we how this all plays out uh but um, uh, and diversification we've always stayed in this geography uh, i i think india is a geography which we understand well and because the kind of consumption habits of movie consumption habits in india which are there are nowhere uh, in the world so cricket and movies used to be the number one number two but now i'm finding that even cricket is uh, uh both are coexisting so even earlier ipl came people didn't release movies now Uh, even with ipl is coming people are still going ahead and releasing movies and uh, so i think uh, we will continue to do our core only uh, uh, business which is cinemas but maybe uh, alongside that if there's a good opportunity of business that doesn't disrupt our core only augments it enhances it further we'll end up doing that they're asking so one question is how is pvr going to do pay its rents right now like all Uh, there are three. Uh, as first, I said because we did the QIP and we have uh, uh, you know uh, cash in the uh, bank to take care of our, uh, for a few months. Uh, but at the same time, I think this lockdown period is something where uh, we have requested um, the developers to uh, understand the fact that it's not because of us 
uh, that uh, you know we are not doing any business. So and we've got a very good response. As I said, we've, we've been good. Uh, if I can say it myself, we've tried to be fair with every stakeholder. And one of our stakeholders has been developers because we rent huge spaces from them. We put in a lot of money and we also attract a lot of footfalls. So the whole irrigation of a mall does happen from cinema owners. So in a panel about three weeks ago, there was a webinar where Mr. Atul Ruya, who is the uh, chairman of Phoenix, yeah. uh, yes. he said that we will be uh, the concept of reasonableness, that everybody has to be reasonable is what will happen. Uh, so I think from that point of view, we believe that lockdown period, we should get some reliefs. And then post lockdown period, again, uh, we are hoping to get some reliefs till such time business picks up. Yeah. And also you have 15,000 people, right? 10,000 full time you mentioned, I read and 5,000 contract uh, uh, workers. Uh, so right now you're not making any revenue. So the salaries, uh, I think unfortunately the off, off role uh, people who are housekeeping security immediately uh, you know, we had to rescind those contracts because, mm -hmm. you know, if the cinemas are shut, you don't need housekeeping and, and security. Uh, but the rest, I mean, we'll have to look. We're asking for uh, uh, government support uh, <laughs> over there. But whatever we can do, we're doing. I'm very happy with the fact that our senior management has taken a 50% cut. Uh, so it's a balance of furloughing, uh, cuts, and, and maybe, you know, some letting go if things don't improve. But if they open by July 1st, I think the damage will be less. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a question. PVA recently started 30% discount on gift cards. What other methods are you going to try to bring in cash? <laughs> <laughs> it was just uh, some, I, I frankly, I don't know the numbers at all. Uh, but we just felt uh, the, like, you know, every company today is thinking, what is it that they can do <laughs> when they are closed? <laughs> so I think uh, in a brainstorming session while in the lockdown, uh, they felt that uh, if we sell uh, the gift cards, which have a validity, uh, even when the cinema is open for, I think, six months or whatever, then people can redeem. It's not something that will generate a lot of revenue, but it keeps the brand going. And we are not out of sight, out of mind, and maybe some transactions as well. How do you keep yourself going? You know, I, uh, uh, the biggest uh, setback uh, ever in my life uh, was when my dad passed away in 92. So for me, uh, that person loss was, was the biggest loss. I was only 25 years old and uh, I, I took over the reins of the business. Uh, after that, um, you know, uh, I've always uh, felt that maybe it's uh, the challenges of a business cannot bog you down. They cannot bog you down. You have to take them head on. Uh, so uh, I always get uh, very, very charged up uh, whenever I find uh, situations uh, like this. So I've had a few situations, 94, we had a big fire in my trucking company and I was, I don't know, I, I just didn't want to look bogged down and like the world is, you know, we, we lost a lot of money. We didn't have that kind of money at that time. But everybody, even my wife, my mom, my brother, they were saying, Ajit, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. There's nothing I can do about it, but I have to deal with it. There are people who need to be paid because they lost a lot of goods. Fortunately, nobody passed away. You know, nothing happened like that. No human. So like that, there have been a lot of eventualities, a long story. I won't bore everybody uh, that have happened. But I've always liked to take things uh, uh, when they are challenging uh, positively because it's a challenge. You have to face it because this is the true test of being at the helm of affairs of a company. I've got good people. I've got investors and I can't uh, like grow a beard like this <laughs> and look bogged down. So I get up in the morning. I do my workouts. I, I do my... 
uh, you know, activities like singing and all. I'm very happy with my uh, kids are uh, with me. Um, and my daughter, daughters, my son who was studying, my mom is with me, my brother is with me, my wife is with me. So all of us, I work, of course, I have to be in touch with my entire team, strategize what we should be doing. But I'm playing my sport, going to the gym and, um, you know, just enjoying, uh, you know, staying, staying positive.